You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get to today's walk talk. Uh, Before I start these walk talks, I always like to introduce myself. When I first start the live, I like to let you guys join, get a little bit of an audience here. And then uh, I will introduce myself and then get right to it. So if you're new to my ministry, my name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books. All of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Now, um, I'm not a pastor. I'm a regular person just like you. And I have no theological training, no seminary. I know everything I need to know about the Lord this very moment in my life, just like you, you too. And the Bible tells us that, that God has written his laws on your heart and mind. The book of Hebrews tells us. Now that is not the law. God does not write the law of Moses on you. He doesn't write the law of Moses because it is a ministry of death and condemnation, but he has written his laws, plural his personality, who he is, how we interact with you, everything about God, you know. Now, when the author changed that passage from the book of Jeremiah to the book of Hebrews, he specifically changed that word law to laws so that the Hebrew people knew that he was not describing the law of Moses. The law of Moses is not of faith. Paul tells us that in Galatians chapter 3. He also tells us in Romans chapter 6 that the law will cause you to sin. You are not under the law. You're under grace. Now, am I disrespecting the law? Absolutely not. Am I antinomian? No. Antinomians say there is nothing good with the law whatsoever. I'm actually saying the opposite. I'm saying the law is perfect. It's right. It's just. It's true. There is nothing wrong with the law. The problem is putting someone under the law and expecting them to behave properly. That would be the same as you have a broken leg. You go get it x-rayed. After you get it x-rayed, you say, now use that x-ray to fix my broken leg. The x-ray cannot fix your broken leg. It can only expose the broken bone. That's how I see the law. That's how the law was meant to be used. It is a mirror to show somebody their failures. So when we see scripture, which points to the law for righteousness, it is trying to expose the futility of following it. Why? So that you will repent toward grace. Okay? Now, a lot of my ministry, I talk about that a lot. And the reason why is I know what it's like to put yourself under the law of Moses. I know what it's like to put yourself under self-made law, self-made law, laws, and even church laws. So that is going to be today's walk talk topic. And that is Christians aren't accountable to any church. We see this quite a bit. I get a lot of comments from people who say, you need to go to church to be accountable. You're preaching heresy. You need to start going to this type of church so that you can be accountable to the church pastor, so that you can be accountable to the church leaders. 
We never see that in scripture. Not one time are we ever instructed to be accountable to a pastor. Not one time are we ever instructed to be accountable to a group of church leaders. Not once. In fact, the word pastor is only used once in scripture. It's in the book of Ephesians and it is a spiritual gift. It's not even a position. My last walk talk I did, I said pastoral position quite a bit. I always go back and rewatch my walk talks. If I had to redo it again, I would have not said position because the pastoral gift is not a position. Our modern body of believers have retrofitted a hierarchy into the body of Christ and set a person at the top and titled them pastor. That's not in scripture. Nowhere. Find it. Even the pastoral letters. We have called them pastoral letters. Timothy, Titus, the word pastor is not used in those books. Now, were they church leaders? Were they a group, a, a smaller group of Christians? That, were they the leader? Were they the shepherd over that, get, over that group? Yeah, probably. But... We have retrofitted what we present as what church is, and then we've pushed it back onto the Bible. We need to flip that on its head. We need to start preaching the truth of what scripture says, and then form our body of believers around that. Now, here's a full disclaimer. I am not against you going to church. <laughs> Period. If you enjoy going to a group on Sunday at a building, far be it from me to tell you to stop. That's not my goal. My goal is to help you understand your freedom. Because once you understand your freedom, you'll enjoy your fellowship with other believers. You'll enjoy the congregation. You'll enjoy what was meant to be enjoyed, this abundant life in Christ. So if you go to church, that's fine. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm saying let's rethink what we've turned our modern group of Christians into. Accountability is pushed onto people. And we don't see that in scripture anywhere. We don't. And if we want to say we see that, we're retrofitting what we think accountability is onto scripture. It's not there. Now let's back up a step and let's talk about accountability. Who do you have to be accountable to? Your spouse, your children, your governing authorities. You have no choice in that matter. I mean, you do, but that is going to cause you a lot of problems if you're not accountable. If I woke up every day and I said, I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to make sure my family can eat. I'm not going to make sure these lights stay on. Or if I wake up every day and I'm hung over and then that night comes again that same day and I don't repent of my drunkenness from the previous day, I'm not being accountable to my family. I'm setting a bad example. I'm not expressing who I really am as a child of God. Accountability to your family and to the government and to um, 
you know, just your family and your government. Really, those are the only two things that I could possibly say to you where I'm like, you really need to be accountable. Be accountable. Make healthy changes. Make good choices. <laughs> that is when I will tell you that. But even in that moment, I will say, you do those things naturally because that is who you are. Okay? You're an obedient person. You are a peacemaker. <laughs> so we're not doing these things to achieve anything with God or to sustain anything with God. So let's look at God. Why would you need to be accountable to God? And what for? Sin. And you are born into sin. So the only thing you could possibly be accountable to God for as a person on planet earth right now in 2021 is one thing, unbelief, unbelief. You are fully accountable to your creator for what you believe in about his son. You're accountable. You will die unforgiven and in your sin because of what Adam did. When Adam no longer believed God, sin entered this realm. You were in Adam's reproductive organs when he sinned. By no fault of your own, you are sinful. And then by no work of your own, you can become righteous by believing in Jesus. Once you've believed in Jesus, and we see that in Romans chapter 5, once we believe in Jesus, we are taken out of Adam, placed into Christ. He was fully accountable for you, and you accessed everything that he paid for that you were accountable for, which ultimately is eternal separation from God and spiritual death. Those things are coming to those who refuse to believe that Jesus has forgiven them by grace once in their lifetime. Now, those are the things that you're truly accountable for. Family, government, not even your uh, family of origin, but the family you marry into, you're accountable to them. You're not accountable to your family of origin. You are your own person. So when you have meddlers in your life, you're not accountable to them. When you have meddlers in your marriage, you're not accountable to them. You left them, you cleaved to your spouse. You're accountable to your spouse. Your, your spouse is accountable to you. You're accountable to your children. You're accountable to the local laws of the land. You live in America. But as far as God is concerned, you're not accountable to him for anything. Anything because of the cross. Now we see in scripture that we will all die and give an account. We will all stand and give an account. Yes, I agree with that. What do Christians have to account for? <laughs> Everything Christ has done. When you stand and give an account in front of God, when you die, you are giving an account to Jesus. You're saying, hey, 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 Jesus, Jesus uh, he, he took care of this. That's what you're doing. Christ is giving an account for you. You're saying, your son is accountable for me. So you're standing, you're giving an account. You are giving an account. Yes. So when old Betty Blue Hair that you grew up with, who's just mean as the Dickens in church, and she says, there's an all-seeing eye watching you, and you're going to give an account for every idle word you said. No, we won't. 
The only people who will give an account for every idle word they said are unbelievers. We are not judged by what we say. We are judged by what Christ has done. Only unbelievers are judged by what they say. And in context, when we see James talk about this, he is talking about those who were teaching the law. They will be judged on a higher standard. Why? Because if you want to teach the law, you have to teach that it is perfection or bust. He says that in uh, James 2.10. Paul says that in Galatians 3.10. Jesus says that in Matthew 5.48. If you want to live by the law of Moses, it is perfection or bust. So you will be judged to a higher standard and the punishment will be bad. It will be bad. So when we stand and give an account as Christians, we are given an account for what Christ has done, not for what we have done. When an unbeliever stands and gives an account, is that making sense? They are going to give an account for what they have done. They're going to say, look at everything I did. Did I not prophesy? Did I not cast out demons? Did I not perform miracles? What will Jesus say? Come on, we all know. So <laughs> accountability, our modern church has almost turned it into like a cult issue, a cultish issue. What is the definition of a cult? <laughs> you got one leader, everybody is accountable to him. Then you got these little sub leaders under the leader. Everybody's accountable to them too. And what happens when you step out of line in a cult? You're accountable to the leader. You're accountable to the sub leaders. Our church, our modern church has turned that into the pastor and deacon boards. <laughs> it's everywhere. See it all the time. This stuff you're teaching, Matt, is heresy. You need to be accountable to a deacon board. You need to be accountable to a pastor. Where is that in scripture? Nowhere. Nowhere. Now, am I against mature Christians? Which that's what a deacon is in scripture. Just a mature Christian. We have turned the deacon into a board. There's no such thing as a deacon board in, Christ in, in scripture. When a deacon is referred to in scripture, it is somebody who is older in the faith. Somebody who's been there, done that. It has nothing to do with old Bob and Jim and, and uh, Earl, who's on the deacon board. You need to check in with them first. No, <laughs> that's not in the Bible. A deacon or an elder in the, in the scriptures is a mature Christian. Our modern church has even turned this into, you can't be a deacon or a pastor unless you're a female or unless you're a male. If you're a female, you can't do that. That's nowhere in scripture. When Paul wrote to Timothy, Timothy was fighting a feminist movement. He was not telling Timothy that women are sub to men. And What's really messed up is we have, what's really messed up is we have first made the mistake of twisting the pastoral position. I'm putting quotes on position. We've taken the word pastor and then we've retrofitted into what our modern church shows as a pastor, which is I'm up front. I tell all you guys what to do. Come back next week for another dose. 
That's not in scripture. <laughs> but we've taken that and then we've gone over to what Paul wrote to Timothy and we've said, women can't preach. Preaching in scripture is not what we have in our modern body of believers. <laughs> it's not there. We've come up with this. In scripture, the church is a group. It's a group of people. All just living their lives, getting together, having meals, hanging out. They met together and encouraged one another about the once for all forgiveness of Jesus. But we have turned so much garbage from our modern church into doctrine and said, women can't pastor, women can't preach. Oh, but they can do it to children. This is just mind blowing to me. Paul said there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. We're all one in Christ. But we twist scripture because we like that, that pastor cult position. And I'm not picking on pastors today. I'm picking on the theology that our church, I have wonderful friends who are pastors and they teach the new covenant and they do the best that they possibly can. I'm talking about those who teach error, error. Okay. Those who are saying the pastor is what our modern church has. The pastor of what our modern church is, is scriptural and it's not. If a female has the gift of shepherding, which is what the word pastor means, it is a shepherding gift. I'm good at overseeing a group of people. Who's to say they can't use that gift? Those who struggle with misogyny, those who struggle with subjugation, those who struggle with even, you know, racism. This has nothing to do with a female not being able to preach in what we say today. You know, I was watching a, a TV show a few years ago and these pastors were talking to one another and one pastor recommended a different pastor and she was a female. And the pastor said, she ain't preaching in my church. Ain't no woman going to get in my pulpit. <laughs> we don't even see pulpit in scripture. There's no pulpit in scripture. The whole pulpit position arose in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Over in England. Flooded over here. And we just latched onto it. There's no pulpit. Am I against people getting up front and preaching? No, that's fine. But I'm saying it's not scriptural in what we are saying it actually is. You're not accountable to anybody in church. You, you don't even have to have me back up. And I, I want to touch on that for just a second more. If, if you think you're accountable to somebody in church, it's because you are allowing that. You have come up with that thought. You have believed the lie of somebody. Unfortunately, you go, go to your, go to your local government, go to your local government and tell on those people at church. They're going to tell you, you don't have to go. <laughs> You're not accountable. 
You're not. You're not accountable to your church. That's self-imposed accountability. It has nothing to do with the church. Is it good to have trusted friends and family and loved ones and close people to confess to? Yes. We see that in James chapter five, confess to one another so that you can be healed. This is not physical healing. This is healing in our mind. This is if I'm struggling with something and I have a really good friend or really good loved one whom I know I can confess this to and talk to them about it, get it off my chest and they won't judge me. They'll just listen. They'll encourage me. They'll love me. Am I being accountable to that person? Absolutely not. But who am I going to go to whenever I'm struggling? I'm going to go to that person, not an accountability partner. Accountability partners, that's just cultism light. Anybody that's gone to accountability groups, there's two different results from that. Lying or hiding or hypocrisy. You don't need an accountability partner. Christ was already fully accountable for all your mistakes. If you want to go to a group just to talk it out and talk to people, hear other people's story, great. But you're not accountable to them. Christ was already accountable for you. You get to rest. You know, a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, he has a ministry and he talks about this sometimes. And he was telling me how when he was a lot younger and he's older than me, when he was a lot younger, he, he was in an accountability group and he had an accountability partner and they would go and play basketball. Well, one day he showed up for basketball or called the guy to go play basketball and his accountability partner said, did you read your chapter today? Because they were supposed to read a chapter in the Bible a day. And my friend was like, oh gosh, no, I didn't. I forgot. So what did he do? He went and sped read the chapter. Just so we could go play basketball. Did he get anything out of that? Anything out of the thing he sped read? He said no. <laughs> so what's going to happen the next time? Let's say he wasn't even being honest about it. Let's say, oh yeah, I read it. So then you're lying. Or let's say you, you do read it. And then you show up to basketball and you're like, oh yeah. Read my chapter today. Let's go. It's hypocrisy. It's not freedom. He's not accountable to read anything in the Bible. You're not accountable to read anything in the Bible. I'm not accountable to read anything in the Bible. <laughs> if I choose to read the Bible, it's because I want to read the Bible. If I choose not to read the Bible, I'm not accountable. Hard to fathom, fathom these truths when you're brought up in behavior-centered, legalistic, passive-aggressive, or aggressive churches. And I want to help you have freedom, friend. I want you to enjoy this life in Christ. I want you to understand that everything that Jesus, everything that you were accountable for, Jesus already accounted for. Death 
Permanent separation from God. Accounted for. Accounted for. Everything was accounted for. You're not accountable to your church. There's nothing in scripture that says you're accountable to a group. There's nothing in scripture that says you're accountable to a church building. The first church building wasn't even erected until a couple hundred years after Christ. So clearly it's not talking about a church building. You're free. So live free. <laughs> oh, all right. So I hope this has encouraged you guys today. Um, and if you haven't been seeing my videos on Instagram lately, it's because Instagram with their new algorithm update, they've actually changed their algorithms. So everything that is longer format, these longer format videos, they're, they're not going to your actual Instagram feed. So if you want to see these videos, either turn on notifications or check my profile a couple times a week. Otherwise it's not going to show up. Um, I do repost these on Facebook as well. So if you're on Facebook and you're watching this, that's cool too. Um, but I hope this has encouraged you guys today and just know that th this should make Jesus an even bigger deal in your mind and in your life because everything that you think you're accountable for, Jesus was already accountable for in full. The cross worked. It was a huge success. You get to rest in that fact now and you get to just live, live your life. Let him live through you, through your actions and attitudes. And always tell the truth about yourself. What's the truth? A lot of you know, you're righteous, you're holy, you're blameless, you're a new creation. You're a child of God. There's nothing wrong with you. You have everything you need for life and godliness. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You're completely forgiven. You'll never be forgiven again. You are good to go. What else? You're not accountable for anything between you and God. You're not. Jesus already was. You're accountable to your family, your local government. Make healthy changes to improve those relationships. I'm all for that. But as far as your accountability with a church, release yourself from that. Go to church knowing you're not accountable if you want to go to church. And as far as your accountability with your creator, thank him. <laughs> Every time you mess up, thank you that Jesus is already accountable. These free thoughts will drastically improve your actions and attitudes. This is not a license to sin. We're sinning just fine without a license. This is a license to live free. This is a license to be who you are. This is a license to express love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. This is a license to know that God will never punish you for anything. That's the rest that Christ came to give you. Trust him. Make a bigger deal of the accountability of Christ. Love y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.